So I, I got rid of my uh, CamLink uh, webcam. The on eBay, they're going for double what they're because everyone, no one has a webcam. No, that does, that's not part of the package anymore. Yeah, so I bought it for like ninety nine or a hundred bucks and sold it for two hundred and ten bucks. Wow. Yeah. Look and at the, you, George Steinbrennering. <laughs> oh, totally. Double my money. And the mm-hmm. only reason I did it is because Canon came out with a EOS utility. You can use your five D Mark IV or some other cameras as a webcam. Yeah, I so, saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, same thing for Sony, but uh or Fuji. Who who was it that just came out? Fuji also came out one? Yeah, Fuji did come out with one. Yeah. Our, I keep our, our fans keep me in the know. <laughs> yeah, you came out with two videos in a row about cameras. What's up with that? Oh man, you know, first of all, boredom, uh, and then drinking too much. But what happened was, I was sitting there like, man, I miss the the JPEGs from my XT2. I, I don't really, know why you sold that camera, bro. Because because <laughs> one, who can't use extra money, right? Yeah. And I figured, I figured one, I'm not going to, at the time, remember, we were supposed to be in lockdown to September, right? Yeah. So I'm like, so if I don't sell it now before the X-T4 drops, it, once the once the X-T4 drops, the price will drop even more. So, I mean, I got like, you know, almost $1,600 for that whole kit. So I wasn't upset about it, you know? Yeah, it's still a desirable camera. Um, I've looked at the X-T3 which is super nice. And now the X-T4, which is super nice, but the X-T2 is just good, you know? So it does everything I need. It takes yeah. great JPEGs, like you said. And that was the whole video. The whole video was like, you know, the first video was like first person overreacting. It was like, and this is actually how I felt at the time. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of Sony and not being able just to post my JPEGs because I have to always go in there and tweak them and tweak them and tweak them. I'm just going to get rid of the whole system and jump back on Fuji full time. Yeah, but listen, even if you changed your mind or had that thought, it was good to get it out there because I get that question all the time. You know, like, hey, I have Sony gear and I'm thinking of switching or the other way around. Hey, um, I have a lot of Fuji gear, which I love, but they want to know what's on the other side. So maybe in this podcast... We can kind of give you a picture of what you're missing out on if you are on one side of the fence. And, you know, this may fun, fall under the category of the grass is always greener on the other it, side. It really is. It truly, really is. Like, you, you don't realize what you have until you jump that ship and then you're like, oh, but I'm not having this now and I don't have that now. So, you know, so that was the first video. My, my jumping ship from Sony completely because I need to get back into Fuji's colors world, right? Yeah. But then I but then I realized, you know, um on the second video I said, you know, I'm going to give Sony obviously more chances because I have a whole system and over some JPEGs, do I really want to go through the trouble of switching my full-time camera system? Yeah, yeah. You know, because it people don't understand there's a lot if you've never switched systems, yeah. you don't realize I I switched systems tw- once already, uh well twice. I went from Canon a thousand years ago to Nikon. And then recently from Nikon to Sony, and you got to get new lenses, you got to get new batteries, you got to get, if it's, if it's a specific Nikon, you got to get that really expensive XQD card. I mean, there's so much more than just, I'm going to go pick up a new system. It's it's a it's an investment of time and energy. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? I don't really feel like doing that over some JPEGs because I still edit my Sony for RAWs and I still love those and they come out amazing and the high dynamic range that it provides me. I'll be giving all that up for JPEGs. So I'm like, let me just get a lens for the Sony, get, get a whole, you know, born again feeling with it. And then 
if if it works out, you know, I'm just going to, you know, stick with that. And you know what I actually might do? I might just pick up an, a smaller Fuji and just, you know, have it in my pocket for when I go on the streets because that's when I loved it. When I used to go on the street with the X-T2 and I used to post almost everything directly from the camera. I didn't edit any of that. Yeah. I think people that are switching or thinking of switching need to figure out what their needs are. So one of the main reasons to get into Fujifilm, yes, great JPEGs, uh, yes, fun to shoot with, but really the size can't be beat. Uh, the, if you're you know, an outdoor photographer and you're hiking a lot, or if you're going to be on the streets all day, uh, having a smaller camera is liberating. And so you have to know why you're switching. Now, if look at me. I'm guilty of having three camera systems. Mm. And number one, I have the 5D Mark IV because I love Canon. That's what I came from. And I wasn't going to sell that camera. Its, it's value dropped so much that right now they're selling it new for uh, about 2000 wow. Almost like what an R, an EOS R is. Mm. And the sensor on that camera... The 5D Mark IV is an amazing camera. The, the thing it doesn't have going for it is it's not a DSLR. <laughs> Sorry, it's not a mirrorless camera. Right. The weight of it, it it's, it's its biggest uh, disadvantage. Yeah, it's big. It's bulky. Um, but you know what? I've dropped, I've dropped it a couple of times and nothing happens to it. So there is a benefit if you are uh, looking for a rugged camera. You know, these DSLRs are, you know, titanium, adamantium, you know. Mm -hmm. Shtick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I kept the Canon for having a Canon. And then the Sony, I think if someone's coming from Canon and they're trying to switch to Sony, just because of the adapters that are available, that's an easy switch. We've said this before, but if you're coming from Nikon or another system, it's a lot harder it to is. buy a lot of stuff. And, and, so, and, and Nikon's picked up on that because they've actually created... Uh, they've actually given out more information so that people from Sony can actually adapt their lenses now to their new mirrorless system as well. Mm, cool. So, I mean, because when I first was leaving uh, Nikon and jumping on the Sony, I had, you know, to me, I had the most two most important lenses in our business. So I had the 7200 F2 and I had the, uh, no, yeah, the 7200 and then the 24 to 70. And those are the, the, you know, the best lenses to have if you're in our business. If you have those two lenses, you can get away with almost anything. And I had to start all over. I, I still don't have those lenses replaced. The closest thing I have is the Tamron 28 to 75. And actually, I'm glad I didn't get the G Master because I'm very happy with this Hamron 28 to 75. Yeah. But that's the thing, like you know, when I don't you're, think when you're, you're ever happy though. You're not happy. That's the problem. You. I'm a like... happy person. No, I'm just I mean, not technically what... happy with technical <laughs> stuff. So I'm, I'm the most I mean. happiest person you know. But when it comes to technology, I need to have everything. I need. I know. I know. I was about to mention that your desire to have like the new that sometimes does motivate some people. Like when mm. you have a new lens or you have a new camera, it does create excitement. So for those of you that are switching because you're kind of like in a lull or bored, you got to think about that too. You know, you shouldn't be spending $3,000 because it's going to like light a fire under your butt. So um, maybe it's uh, take on a project or think of, you know, get out, getting out there and shooting with what you have. Like you mentioned that Tamron 28 to 75, you could just rock that out and, and try to make photographs with that. It's just not as fun. I understand. It's not yeah. as fun as having you know, something new or, or something that you're excited about that makes great JPEGs like the Fujifilm. Fujifilm flat out has great colors out of camera and the sharpness that the camera applies to the JPEGs 
is just fantastic, especially if you use Lightroom. I would recommend if that's the other thing. If you're getting into Fujifilm and you're using Lightroom, it's kind of meh. It really is a lot of the JPEGs, sorry, a lot of the raw files and you're processing, you know, working with Fuji RAWs. It's kind of disappointing. But when you bring them into Capture One, man, in Capture One, they're like so crisp and so sharp and so ready to go. They, they're like JPEGs, the raw files. Is that a free software or is that also something you have to pay for? You can get the free, the, they provide a free Fujifilm. It's called Fujifilm Express. Mm-hmm. And uh, if someone's just getting into Fujifilm, I recommend either getting the Capture One Express or Luminar, which is a super cheap $50, $60 software for reading RAWs. But, but now you're talking about if you have a Lightroom workflow, not only are you buying lenses like crazy, you're like, man, I got to switch programs now. Yeah, that's a pain and it took us. It's especially especially if it's your professional thing yeah because i mean if it's just for fun you know whatever make it work but if you're professional and, and as, as a professional what is the most important value of your 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 life is the time yeah. so if you're now jumping ship because of the jpegs but now you have to start using a different program for your raws you've just added time to your process which now if you think like a professional you're now charging less to do more yeah because because sure. because now you're doing more work so now your you know income per hour has gone down or you know something yeah, to think sure. about yeah yeah and um i think one thing about that is like how much post-processing do you want to do if you're really tired of post-processing then yeah maybe get a camera where the jpegs are great and sony's jpegs they're okay if you start tweaking and finding they have so the problem with sony is they have too many looks if you go through their creative style, it's very confusing. They have something called picture profiles. Picture profiles are usually used in video. So you can kind of tweak what the camera is doing. That's called a picture profile. But then they also have their film simulations. And they're also called creative JPEGs or creative. Yeah, I know what the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that gives you your black and white. That gives you your, your vivid and your vibrant. That's for photographs. The problem is those are so you have to really like them. They're not really tweakable. They're not like Fujifilm's film simulations because those are based on real films that Fuji made. Right. You know, so you kind of have a little bit of a nostalgic or the colors are like, damn, this is all based on years of those film developers coming up with these great colors. That's why they look so good. Yep, and yeah. that's what I, that's what I was saying about my first the video I put out. The first one was it's it's not that Sony's JPEGs are bad. It's just that they've never made me say wow. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're good. You could put them out there. You could you know no one's gonna go there and go that's a crappy ass picture. They they're gonna you know they're gonna dig it. But to me, I just oh there it is. It's it's good enough. It's, it's good, good enough. enough. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't have wow. Again, if think, you don't, yeah, you're right. If you don't want to sit and edit raws, it's nice when the JPEGs are shareable right away. Exactly. Like if you go, you go out to a family parade, right, and you want to go and, and upload everything that you just took at at because your son or daughter was in it or whatever. You could just boom, upload it, and you're done because well, you're gonna because yeah. you, you're you happy with that. Yeah, I'll give you an example right now. So, did you see the Black Lives Matter? You, yes. you liked it, so you saw it. I love so it. So I grab. I have a. I always talk. I talked about this in one video. I have a grab bag, which is my uh, my think tank. Um, retrospective bag and it's always has my 56 millimeter 1.2 that is like the best fujifilm lens and the 18 to 55 oh nice nice you have the bigger one yes that's cool noise 
So I went out to the uh, Black Lives Matter, the, uh, you know, protest that we had here in our town of Nutley, and all I had were those two lenses, the 18 to 55 and the 56 millimeter 1.2, which I ended up using more, the 56. But all those images that you saw were grabbing the JPEGs just right out of the camera using Provia film simulation. And I'll share some of those here as we talk, but um, you can tweak the Fujifilm JPEGs to have the right amount of contrast you like, the right amount of colors. So what's shadow. cool is you, yeah, exactly. So you can take one of the JPEGs that, you know, film simulations that you like and even tweak it to your liking. I feel like with Sony's creative styles, you're kind of messing with contrast and it, it just doesn't work the same way. It's, it's no. not easy. It's not user-friendly. That's what it is because I found when I did try tweaking stuff in the Sony world, it's it's become like a Frankenstein. It's yeah, not skin is any, weird. Skin is weird. Reds are weird. It's not anything, right. It's not anything that I was looking for. So I kind of just reset it and start over where with, with, back in, in the X-T2 days, I had what I considered Acros Mo. Right. So the sh the shadows were up at a certain point, the sharpness yeah, yeah. was at a certain point. And that's just again, bottom line is if you're thinking about jumping ship, you really have to start and you have to really stop and think. Like it is is it's not I think valid reasons to jump ship, your camera broke and you need a new camera. And yeah. You gotta start over. Unless yeah, you have a, a lot of lenses. But it's it's still a good time to try to yeah, think about it. Yeah, but lenses hold their value. I mean, lenses hold their value. I think more than cameras do. So for sure. I mean, you're, if you can sell, if your lens is in good condition, you ninety five percent of the time you're going to sell it for more than about fifty percent of what you got, if not more. So totally. a camera, you, you're probably if you sell it for ten to fifteen to twenty percent at the end of its life cycle, you've done good. Um, what else? If if you've gotten to the point where you bought yourself an entry level system. And you've gotten to the point where you've overmastered it, and now it's boring you. That that's a time where you need to. Good point. That was me with the rebel, the rebel, the first Canon I had, the Rebel my, XS. I'm like, my, this yeah. this ain't happening, and I yeah. you know I wanted to go full frame then. The Nikon D5000 I had, and it was, uh, it, I thought it was a intermediate. It was a medium level. So I have the 3000, the 5000, and the 7000 in the APS in the APS world, but. Um, APC world, sorry. And, and what, what ended up happening was, uh, yeah, I outgrew it. So I jumped onto the D7000 and I loved that camera for a while. But then full frame was something I needed. So then I jumped to the Nikon D600, which, if you remember, had that uh, really horrible shutter problem where it was actually leaking oh, yeah. oil somewhere and and, yeah, and, and, and and damaging the sensor and stuff like that, which they replaced for me free, no problem. And then I didn't have the problem anymore. And then I jumped to the 800 and then the 850, and I was so happy. And then I jumped into mirrorless. So my moves have been progressive for my talent as well as for my better well-being. I think everyone knows that carrying an eight-pound camera system for me was was getting tougher. So jumping to the Nike to the Sony was so much easier because it was such a lightweight kit. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm gonna say that uh, I keep. I definitely people always asking me why I don't use the Fujifilm for Pro, and I've addressed it before. But I I definitely love the cameras for being fun, shooting JPEG, sharing, you know, doing photography for me. Um, I have tried bringing them to events. They don't even the XT3 when it came out. They don't focus as fast as the uh, Sony. They can't even hold a candle to Sony's autofocus. And anyone who says otherwise is just convincing themselves. You know, they're being completely uh, tribalist and saying, you know, the yes, you can do pro work with the Fujifilm stuff, but <laughs> unless you use Sony's 
grab onto everything and stay grabbed on, you know, you can't really say much. But so I love, I want the tool that can do the best job. And Sony sensor is unbelievable. The colors are blech. But I've learned how to make picture profiles using the color checker passport. Mm -hmm. This guy right here. Those of you listening, sorry, I'm holding up the color checker passport. I take a picture of this at temples, at ceremonies, at churches, and then I run this color software through my computer. And there are no Sony colors. They're right. Omar colors. That's because, the way to do it. Yeah. And then I have a baseline and they almost look like Provia Fuji. When you use one of those color checker passports, mm -hmm. it comes in with normal grass color, normal skin color. And if you're coming from Canon, it's going to look weird to you because you, you, Canon's skin colors are more orange and more on the yellow side. Mm -hmm. So when you actually see real skin on your screen, you're like, what the hell is that? And that's the weird thing because remember, at one point, nothing was better than Canon colors, right? Yeah. And then, then you realize they're good, but they, they also could be tweaked. It's funny and, you say that. I, I was going back to some of my old photographs and I'm like, what are wrong? what's wrong with these? You know, and it, there was nothing wrong with them. They were just on the oranger side after, you know, having calibrated my brain to starting from normal skin color. You know, another thing to, to, to back up your point about why you can't use Fuji for professional work is your events involve kids or people who are going to be moving at a high rate of speed nine or ten times you're not doing slow-paced weddings you're not doing you know yeah you do that's portrait true. work you're totally right you, you do portrait work which you could probably get away with no problem but when it comes to those events it's night you have super low light you have kids moving at the speed of light you need to lock that focus instantly you can't wait for it yeah and the one limiting thing too besides af is even if i get a great shot one of the things you can do with the canon 5d mark IV and the sony is their resolution and their sharpness is so much more um so a lot of times there's moments that happen a little further away than you'd like them to mm -hmm. and if i turn around and snap grandpa hugging his you know grandson's head he's tiny in the frame and i've tried to crop in uh, Fujifilm files to one one or even two one, you cannot crop a two you know two one on a Fujifilm. It, the resolution just goes out the window. If you have a Fujifilm file that's full frame, it's gorgeous. It's good enough to print. But as a pixel peeper and someone who crops in, there isn't enough resolution on the Fujifilm cameras to do that. But with the the Canon and the Sony, I've cropped in and made new photographs, making horizontals, verticals. I've zoomed in on moments and made those photographs. So there's a lot of leeway there, you know? And that's what you need as a professional. You, you need to have room one way or another in case if something goes wrong or in case you find a little diamond yeah, in the background. Event, in event photography. And listen, if I was a landscape photographer, let, let's just play fantasy now. Let's go through the genres of photography. <laughs> so if I was doing uh, landscape photography, I would be a medium format photographer. I would shoot either Fujifilm 100XS or the 100 megapixel camera they have or any kind of media, just to get beautiful large prints on a wall. And that makes perfect sense. And, and I, I love their, what is it, GX, GX system that they have? Um, the GFX. GFX. The GFX, yeah. I, had, I, got, I got to hold that and use it at the last um, photo show they had down here. Huge. 
huge, heavy, huge. The but the looking at they had like a, a, a what like a twenty by thirty monitor on the wall, it's and you so can see everything yeah. so sharp and clear. Yeah, I know landscape. I want to see each leaf. I want to see each hair on on the wildlife. You know, shooting wildlife. So I would definitely do larger format. Now, if I wasn't going GFX, uh, the Sony. Uh, the R series, the 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 higher resolution cameras, mm-hmm. those seem to be great, you know, to get large megapixels. So the A7R4 or A7R3. Yeah, you get about. You start at about what thirty-eight uh, on a, on a three. You start with about 38, 37. 40, 42 megapixels. Forty-two. Yeah. 42 megapixels. and the new one's a little too much, but again, yeah, sixty if I was something. Lens, yeah, yeah sixty. It's it's a lot. Forget about it. one file. My my memory is full. Yeah, <laughs> one picture. All right, give me another so, genre, and then you tell me what you would get. Uh, portrait. Okay. Portrait work. What's, I would, your, I would, what's your perfect portrait combo? Obviously, uh, a full frame. You'd have to be 85. Um, Why full frame? Why full frame? APS is better. It could be. Not for me. Right? You're asking what I think. <laughs> no, I know. I was just playing devil's advocate. I know. You did. And you scared me. <laughs> No, you know what? Um, because I, my experience when I had the um, the Nikon D seven thousand and I was doing portrait work with it, I was very happy with it. Right? I was wow, this is awesome. Then I started doing it with full frame. Yeah, and I'm no. like, they say gear doesn't matter, but once you get that full frame, man. I thought I was awesome shooting my Nikon D seven thousand. Um, it, it was like a twenty four megapixels. It was banging everything was great i took those same lenses because i kept, i bought full frame lenses back in the day because i knew eventually i get full frame uh, body so when i started using my my 24 to 70 uh f2 on my nikon d600 which was entry level i was yeah. still like wow this is amazing you could all take picture with your barbie go camera that your daughter has right but Ooh. if i if i give you the you know a hasselblad whatever your pictures are are now going to be automatically better just because they're coming out of that thing. Totally. Um, what I'm going to say for portraits, I would still say, you know, this Canon coming out, this Canon R5, Canon, Canon, Canon. Um, at first, I was I was ready to give up on Canon with the Sony A7 III. But then when I tried the Canon R, I did that whole Vogue shoot with it. Just the sharpness to bokeh to color, like all the little graphs that it you know fills in together. Mm-hmm. That Canon EOS R's files were just gorgeous coming out of there. You adopted your lenses to it, right? I did, but the Canon lenses, yeah, the Canon the, lenses. They, have you? So, but, but you need an adapter. That's what I'm just making sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't okay. have it. I did have one RF lens. It was the fifty one point two that they make. Damn, mm-hmm. that was just. That thing was huge. It's huge and it's beautiful and expensive, yeah. but um, I think a little unnecessary. I'm okay with 1.4. I really need a <laughs> 1.4 because I, I back away from my subjects and I still want that separation. You know, anyone doing headshots at 1.4 is, is it's like too much, you know, too much bokeh. Did you see? Uh, <laughs> yeah. did you it's, see to, it's, uh, to, it's Tony. Tony. <laughs> too much, too much Tony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those of you that know we're talk that don't know we're, what we're talking about is Camera Conspiracies just came out with a video on Tone making fun of uh, Tony Northrup. He made the video because he's been saying it for like weeks now, and then he finally just said, you know, "Oh yeah, what Tone. is Tony?" Oh yeah, because because he's been talking about cameras. He goes, "But what do you know? This is a one point eight Tony," and I'm like, "What?" 
Then I realized, did you see the video he did of? Yeah, I saw Tony. I saw the, Tony Northrup's video where he was on a lake and he was yeah. using the fifty millimeter one point two, and it, his his like eyelashes were sharp and his ears were like super blurry. <laughs> yeah, like you, you couldn't see anything behind him. It was like it was he, awesome he, but yeah. scary. It was. He was it so was, uh, camera conspiracies. Casey was so offended by that. He was like, "You can't yeah, even come see on. anything." Come on, Tony. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. So let me ask you a question. So. I went ahead and I and and I've ordered a lens, like I said, to compensate for uh, to help me through this. Compensate for your need of something yeah. new to get me through the the. I'm I'm bored with life. bored with my Sony, <laughs> and I got the the um, twenty millimeter f one point eight. I know you've used that one, right? Yep, I just sent it back. I had it for a couple of weeks for review. I, I don't, the review hasn't coming out hasn't come so, out yet without spoiling your upcoming review was it a good call on my part or was it an okay call on my part i think my experience with it see i used it a lot on the crop i was having so much fun on the 6400 with that lens because it made it a 30-ish millimeter lens mm-hmm. so i i had kind of like a 30 millimeter point two f2 Point two. That'd be awesome. Bo- <laughs> That'd be awesome. Not. Tony. Tony. Not. <laughs> Knocked. <laughs> no, on the on the crop, man. It was. I was walking around with that. I was actually using my sixty four hundred for photography and wow. some of my videos that you see recently, like the one I did on the Black Lives Matter. That that was recorded on a twenty millimeter, and um, it gives you a nice little thirty millimeter f two look. So you have really good bokeh. As far as on the full frame goes, um, I'm not a really I'm not really into shooting prime wide. wide. Like mm-hmm. walking out the door with that, like with a twenty millimeter, that's kind of crazy. That's like walking out the door with the other end. You know, like if you had a one thirty five only, you know, you really are now uh, putting yourself. In, uh, this is a box. A and box. That's the box, as opposed you, to a yeah. general purpose prime, yeah. which is a nice, you know, thirty-five millimeter. You're you're just doing photography. You're looking for compositions. So I found it great, really great. So you might enjoy it, but I think it's gonna get old fast. You know, it's gonna it may get old unless you're using it on a crop. Well, here's I, I think I might use it on a crop because of the videos I've been doing. Um, I've been using the baddest. It's a 25 millimeter and um, it crops in when you go 4K, right? Which is what I've been recording. So I can either downsize it to 1080 um, and it's such a crop. And I have such a small office here that I want to create the illusion of a bigger office. So if I go with the 4K and the crop, it's still going to look like a 24 as opposed to a 28 or 32. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason I got it, mostly because of that, and and because I do want to go and do some uh, twenty millimeter, eighty five millimeter street shooting. You know, are you gonna I, get rid of the Mattis? Yeah, I'm, I've actually already put it on eBay. It's already on on out there for departure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think it, you're gonna it, have the same. I think you're gonna have the same problem down the road. Is um, I find that primes are great if they're general purpose primes. I've got I've given up on a lot of my specialty primes. There was a while there where I had like I think an 18 uh full frame. It was like an 18 millimeter super crazy macro lens which mm-hmm. took some weird pictures, but I just never used it. I never wanted to go out the door with it. I didn't even want to bring it to jobs because it was something extra to carry. 
And so now the the point I'm at is really nothing, nothing, nothing is is on my radar to buy. Like I'm really trying to work with what I have. Um, the for the social distancing portraits I'm doing now, I'm kind of just focusing on 85 millimeter for everything. I really think I'm just going to rock that one lens out because it's good for full full body. I'm far enough. And for three quarters, I'm still far enough. I'm beyond six feet for three quarter. That's the that's the next video I'm actually going to do. Actually, that's going to be the first lens video I do. Um, I've already started laying it out is uh, my journey with an 85 from the D5000 to now. Why it's such an important lens in any photographer's kit. That's the title. Everyone should have an 85. That's everyone's isn't that everyone's title? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Why everyone yeah, should have an 85? Listen, every Fujifilm user should have the 56 millimeter 1.2, man. That's so beautiful. That one is just so nice. And that's one of the other reasons I don't shoot Fujifilm Pro is I would like the lenses to be 1.1s, you know, mm. 1.0s, because if you're further back, you don't get that cool filmic bokeh look, you know? The background is blurry, but it's not Tony. So so get up in the face then, man. Just like just shove the camera in the face and bokeh them to death. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Those but, days are over. Now we got to be so far back. That's so true. That's so true. I shot a mitzvah from uh, about 10 feet from behind the last row. It was a backyard mitzvah. I saw that. Yeah. I, I had the 70 to 200. That. 70 to 200, you know, and then I uh, had my mask on. It was super wonderful. Like the mitzvah was intimate and beautiful. But it's it was weird to be conscious of other people being close to the videographer. It was like <laughs> it was a little claustrophobic. Oh man! Like I, I said, uh, you know, for a while nothing will be the same. I mean, do you think we'll get to a point where we'll just be normal and forget everything? Because that's what happens with nature, with human nature, right? Like when you're when you just come out of the beach and you swore you just almost drowned, you're very careful with how you go into the water. Yeah. And then like then like two years later, you're swimming into I'm, the deep water you're again. Right. I'm already seeing it. I mean, we, we had a family party in the backyard. People are not nervous anymore with like within family. And yesterday we were in Hoboken walking around um, and there's just people everywhere. No masks. Where, uh, one woman, with the, the sidewalk was like 15 feet and she jogged right by another woman. You know, like... Mm. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah, no, I see that too. And I, I'm I don't go anywhere without my mask. And I, I'm actually like I have to remind myself, take it off in the car when I'm by myself because oh, I'm you're just, that guy. <laughs> I'm so used to just wearing it, you know. Who's uh, that idiot driving with a mask? I'm a delicate little flower. I can't yeah, take any chances, you know. Crazy. Uh, all right. So what else you got? Anything no, else no, exciting? I think I think we're good. I mean we should just have a Mo and O photo show uh BLM message, hashtag Black Lives Matter. I saw you marched like we did. Yeah. Um, so here's the funny story behind that march, right? Um, I was sitting, that was the day after the Sony uh, I'm leaving thing. I was just in a really bad place for like a couple of days. And that was all because of everything going on. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I got to do something. I can't just, you know, a video is cool, but I got to do more. Um, and by the way, the first video with the, with the signs and stuff, that was one thing. But then the second video, I posted that shot completely on the samsung s20 everything all the footage off that is off a phone so i thought cool. it was pretty cool 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 um and and so I, I so i sold i sold the phone i was on my way to ups and t-neck to drop off the phone so it could be uh shipped and i walked into that oh okay 
And I said, you know what? This lens can wait. I, w I went and put it back in the car. And then I just started marching. I just started walking. And I was like, so I, I just got wrapped up into it. It was like so beautiful. Like I said, you know, Teaneck is predominantly a Jewish community yeah. in, in certain spots. Um, and that's what it was like. Um, I was in the section with with nothing but Jewish people yelling out Black Lives Matter. And that's I thought so that was cool. so beautiful. You know, um, I had a rabbi come over to me um, with his with his little uh, green. He didn't have he didn't have latex gloves. He had dishwashing glove hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he came over to me and he said, "You know, you know, you know, we support you and, th and thank you for for coming out here and supporting oh, he us." You were black. You. You're like I'm yeah. brown, man. I'm like I can't. I get it. I'm black. I'm Indian. I I'm everything <laughs> I am supposed to be. So I accept. Yeah, yeah. It. We save here. I've been I've been Pakistani. I've been. Uh... Yeah, 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 you ever go to Seven Eleven, have them start talking to you in their language, and you like? Yeah, in uh, the past when I had hair. Yeah, so it I seems to, to be like a hair thing. Yeah, yeah. No, brother, I'm sorry. You know, we could be brothers, but just talk to me so I can understand you. you know? <laughs> so that was it. I mean, I think I think we've gotten to the point as a society that that it, y y I can't believe we have to have these conversations. But yeah, at the same I, time, the conversations yeah. have to be had. It's the silence that's been killing us. Yeah, I think I, what I'm most amazed about is how. There's a lot. Hold on, my camera just died. Oh, all right. Sorry, I changed my picture. Anyway, so tell me about what happened with what you no, did. No, with Black Lives Matter, I'm just amazed how many people. Maybe I'm not amazed um, that are entitled, have privilege, don't see the problem, focus on the wrong things like the rioters, right, and also try to distract you by um, looking at all the negative. Yep. Like, oh, this is all great. There's protesters, but why are you out there with the disease? You know, these are the same people that wanted to be on the beach and get their haircuts. Right. Now, all of a sudden, exactly. it's like, why are you guys all out there? So um, it, it's amaz I'm amazed how popular those viewpoints are. Well, maybe they're not popular. Maybe they're just... Being voiced at the right place. Exactly. So, um, and I, I'm, I brought this up in a, in a tweet. I said, really, you're not going to change anyone's mind. Um, these people, no matter what, a lot of them are, have racial undertones. You can tell by their, you know, their posts and they're, they're never going to change. Just like I'm never going to change about thinking that black lives matter. You're not going to get me to change that we should have more cops and they could do what they want, you know? Right. No, that's the whole problem. Like in, in the video, one of the videos I posted off the, off the phone, the first thing I said was, you know, we know, we know a lot of police officers. We grew up with a lot of them. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I'm never sitting here going to say that every cop is garbage. That's of a lie. Of course. That's a, that's a big, fat lie. So many... I, I've I've had a state trooper, a white state trooper, pull uh, pull up to my car when I was having a vertigo attack and I couldn't drive. And he pulled over. He chatted with me, made sure... I, why was I pulled over? He, I was telling him, you know, hey, I'm having... A vertigo attack it's not something i normally deal with um but this that and the other he took me out of my car had my car towed to willowbrook i drove in his car and he let me sit in my car in willowbrook after he had it towed at no one's dime but his or the wow. cities or whatever wow, so wow. you don't sit here and have to tell me that there's good cops out there of all of course cars. we grew up but, with a lot of them yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like so so but that's what i i don't like when people br brush everyone together all cops are bad all protesters are looters. That's just ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the whole thing. Like you said, people skew 
on both sides whatever makes sense to be yeah, said both sides of course both extreme sides and uh i just i think i'm done and you said that you were having a tough time and everything and i was too i didn't want to make any videos i just have no desire to and, and part of it is i spent some of my time talking like writing back to these people trying to reason with and i just realized that you know what strength in numbers the, the movement seems to be going in the right direction there's already talk about reform and and things like that but mentally i was really hurting myself like trying to fight the fight yeah my first post about it i turned comments off and i specifically said this is not a debate this is my opinion yeah. on on what i've experienced and you know what actually bothers me too is people who um tell you they've experienced the same thing you have when they really haven't you know yeah I, i've been at gunpoint in north carolina because i was the wrong color in the wrong neighborhood and um for you to tell me that you're uncomfortable because you're in a group of black people and you're the only white person that's not the same thing <laughs> it's not the my same cousin thing. my cousin who's uh not my cousin my wife's cousin who's italian he he says he gets he goes into like Patterson and he says all like the drug dealers and the crazies on the street they know who he is and they're like hey you know they 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 because he delivers and stuff in the area mm -hmm. for restaurants and things like that and they know him and then he drives through that neighborhood and he gets pulled over gets pulled over by cops because they think he's the drug like lord he's the, white, he's the white, it's like reverse he's the yeah. white guy in the black neighborhood hey you don't belong here what are you doing here papa yeah and then where you're coming from they want to know where he's coming from and so he he says he's got stopped in black neighborhoods he's white he gets pulled over just as much so it, it happens everywhere yeah every side. It, they, i mean obviously um Another thing I saw the other day, which was accurate and something I had given no thought to it was how many have not been recorded, you know? Oh, please. We're, we're upset about what we're seeing. How many get, get done daily with no one seeing them? How many people, yeah. uh, it, we can go into a whole wormhole about this whole thing, but I think honestly, 2020, um, I said it the other day in that video, we are such an advanced country, yet we're so barbaric when it comes to so many things. Oh, we have so much poison in our history. It, well, don't get even don't current, even get yeah. started on the Native Americans and how we took everything. You we know, took it. That's all. so sad. Mm -hmm. On that note, now, now that we've crushed everybody's feelings and love, I and feel like honestly to be one hundred percent, I am just like been so down this last this last week. I've been like, I even had a birthday yesterday, and it was kind of like. Mer, yeah, look, I, I, I don't blame you. I mean, that's exactly I think I think if you're a good human being and you're watching everything going on from every angle, the truth, the lies on the left, the lies on the right, it just has to break you down as a human and, and make you think like, wow, where are we really going? This is where a really sad place that we are in. Yeah, because like I said, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, because like I said, because there's the truth in the middle and there's people pushing both agendas on either side and i think yeah. that's the biggest problem we have i mean that that we we can't we need to get things together as a country let alone i mean we are we are supposedly the best country in the world yet we have all these problems we that are you don't not, find anywhere else. Man, we we went down in rankings yeah. for, it's embarrassing it's embarrassing but the f the uh sony uh 20 millimeter f 1.8 is not embarrassing you know, oh, we'll end on a good note. The coolest thing about that lens is it has a switch to make the aperture ring be clickable or be like smooth. 
be like water, my friend. That's amazing. All right, uh, then. All right, get off my phone. <laughs> Which side are you on? I'm going to high five you. <laughs> oh, I'm on this side. Nope. No, you do the other side. Yeah, right there. All right, see ya. Uh, uh, uh.